Sweet minutes, I'll um, now switch to professional mode. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right, okay, right, we're all good. (laughs) Welcome to episode three of the Run of Play podcast. A fresh take on football with no filter, no sensor, and no suits. This week we'll be talking to Phil Delves, head of content at the Football Shirt Collective, about the great kits of the past, this season's best fits, and how football and fashion are interwoven into the culture. Thanks to Phil for joining us. We're really excited to have you on to talk about one of our favourite topics. Um, obviously, very topical at the moment as well, of course. It is football kits and football fashion. Uh, for those that might not know exactly what you get up to in the world of football culture, um, would you mind just giving us sort of a quick insight into your job, what you do, your day-to-day, and yeah, how, how this is your role? Yeah, well, thanks, guys, for having me on. Firstly, it's a no real problem. pleasure to Thank chat you. to you. Um, and yeah, I basically get paid to talk about football shirts, which is, uh, which is bad. It's, it sounds funny every time I say it. But yeah, my job is basically writing blogs, producing video content, everything around shirts. So uh, I'm currently freelance, but mostly working at the moment for Football Shirt Collective, which is a great site that I've been going for quite a while. Um, and yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of my day on Twitter, so interacting with people. Um, yeah, I'm one of those one of those weird people that will have a hot take on every release there is under the sun. I'm there, I'm covering it. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really fun job. It's it's a great area to be in. Obviously, um, as I'm sure we'll talk about in the past few years, it's really grown as well. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have my job now, you know, if it wasn't for the interest that's increased. So yeah, that's me. And um, yeah, it's, as a, I mean, the job is changing all the time. So who knows what we're doing in a few years, but it's a lot of fun. Great. Um, I think, yeah, obviously we've got a lot of questions for you. Um, before we get into all of them, uh, it's obviously been a very sort of busy couple of weeks with football, um, especially with the uh, Champions League coming back. Um, did you yeah. watch the Atalanta PSG game yesterday? I did, yeah, and I was gutted. <laughs> I was gutted to see, <laughs> see that late comeback. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, Atalanta, incredible, incredible story this year. I'll be back, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I think there's there's that, always that one team, isn't there? Like I saw a few people say, is every year that sort of becomes that sort of like the hipster's choice. That sort of like called <laughs> Ajax last year. Yeah, but everyone, everyone yeah. backs the underdog. So mm. you, you always want to go for the team that can knock out a giant. I always just feel like it makes it a bit more interesting when you see a different team that's not just like Real Madrid yeah. or Barcelona or yeah. someone else winning it. And it helps when they play good football as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, like Tottenham a couple of seasons ago. Mm. Mm. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> you know what? I'm not a Spurs fan, but I was cheering when Lucas Moura scored that that goal against Ajax. That was an incredible game. Yeah, what a moment! What oh, a moment. We yeah. did kill. Ev- oh, I say we. We killed everyone's dreams of um, of an Ajax win of the Champions we League. We <laughs> Probably would have beaten Liverpool in the final. Yes. <laughs> Give them a better game at least. Yeah. Um, I guess with that as well, obviously um, that game last night. Obviously games. Feels like they're every night at the moment. Um, who do you think will be in the final? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have to remember who's on which side of the draw now. So, am I right in saying? So I'm going to bring it up on my phone as we're talking. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I think, I think it's. Um, <laughs> probably need to do the same. Yeah, yeah, we've got Leipzig, <laughs> Leipzig, Atletico, 
uh, at the moment who will face PSG. Oh, they'll face PSG. Will face okay. PSG, and then we've got um, yeah, Barcelona, Napoli. Ah, okay. Barcelona, Napoli. Uh, Barcelona went through, didn't they? And then um, and then City as well on that side. So for me, City, I think. Like... Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, I I think I think City might 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 make it to the final. Who is it you said last week though? You said someone else. Atalanta. Atalanta. <laughs> I said I said PSG. You name enough I actually said PSG. Yeah. I said PSG. Um probably will make it to the final now. I, I see them probably getting past Atletico or or Leipzig. Um and yeah, City I mean the money bags final is it's it not exactly the, the, the it's not it's not very spread, romantic, is it? Who's left? So Who's we've got we've got Bayern Munich. Still about. Yeah, yeah so we've got Barcelona against Bayern Munich, uh, which is that would be great. And then we've got Man City against Lyon, uh, and then Leipzig against Atletico. And whoever wins that game will play PSG. Okay, nice. This is a hard question. This is a very tough question. Who wins? Well, yeah, of all these teams, I I I really fancy Bayern Munich. I think you know Barca this year, um, you know, aren't their usual. Very high standard. Obviously, they're dangerous, but I'd expect them to beat Barca. Um, and yeah, I, I'd, I'd take them over City or Leon. So I'd definitely see them in the final. Um, as much as I'd quite like Atletico or Leipzig to be in, I think PSG are probably the most likely team. So PSG, Bayern final for me, I reckon. That would be a great game. Be that would be a good game. There's a lot of pace on show there, isn't there? Mm. Oh, yeah. Davies, yeah. Day. yeah. Like, just have a p- proper right. FIFA match. Yeah. Just have a sprint. <laughs> Hundred meter sprint to see who wins it. Actually, to be fair, to Cam, I feel like the first week we did this, you might have said something about PSG should have always been doing better than they were. And so I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm remembering back. Okay, fine. So right, you, you can listen to the you can listen to the other episodes and see that my opinions are completely <laughs> yeah. they, they don't change. Um, you, it was you said Atalanta. You're sitting there quiet. Yeah. Getting <laughs> <in there>. oh, <laughs> don't start on me. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's not the only European competition. I'm obviously the Europa League as well. Uh, obviously, sad to see Wolves go out um, after the longest season ever, ever. as well. Yeah, um, yeah wow. Well. Sevilla, they just absolutely love the Europa League, don't they? They're mm-hmm. married to that competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if you've got if you've got any thoughts on the Europa League or if you've been watching that as well. Yeah, I'm only catching up on highlights. Um, so I'm trying to know who's in. So interesting, then, aren't they? They're yeah. a really interesting team. Love that uh, kit, by the way. The kit for this season is so, so sexy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they are. Yeah, yeah. From a kit perspective, they're they're always up there. Um, and yeah, who else? Are, yeah, as you say, Sevilla always always in the reckoning. I mean, I'm not a United fan, so anyone but United for me. I'd be happy. <laughs> not the same. Um, I think we can all appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, who's so? Who's still in there? We've got. Inter and Shakhtar. Inter and Shakhtar. Shakhtar, okay. uh, United and Sevilla. I reckon that's an Inter-Sevilla final. Yeah, I do. I mean, look, let's be honest with United. If they don't get a penalty, nine times out of ten, they don't win a game. So it's just ridiculous. But they always do get a penalty. I know, but someone is paying every official because it's every single game. Someone needs to to look into that. Yeah. Yeah, I think United will probably scrape through that like it won't be it won't be convincing but I think yeah. they'll get through against Sevilla and then yeah, yeah Lukaku versus 
versus United in the final. And Sanchez. I mean, literally the dumping as well. The dumping ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dumping ground for United. United, United versus United. United. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be an interesting game. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, I, like, I like those storylines. Oh, it's great that they are. Um, of course, talking about Inter, another Italian team, Juve. Um, Andre Pirlo taken over. Um, so yeah. I wanted to ask you what you think about this, but I don't think anyone really knows what they think about it. It's <laughs> not unexpected. Um, I know. But it is just mad, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's like, it's football manager, isn't it, in real life? You know, that thing where the, the players go straight in. And I think, I think, I guess you could probably point to the fact that you've had a few, a few guys who have done fairly well going straight into management. Um, but then, having, even having said that, that that did surprise me. I'd only just realised he, you know, was was it a week? He was at the under twenty threes or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a promotion! Yeah. 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 yeah, really well. Yeah, yeah. Karen said what he was a, great a great week. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's one of those teams, isn't it, where he'll be the manager, but in many ways he's not going to be, you know, the, the loudest voice in the dressing room, is he? When you've got Ronaldo and Buffon there, I think you know. He's, he's a bit of a, I can see him as a, a facilitator rather than a manager, I think, in that team. Yeah, I, saw a really, I saw a really funny thing about, obviously, Pirlo's going to have to be the one to tell Buffon to retire and give up his Champions League. <laughs> it was a very harsh conversation to have with who's probably one of your best mates as well. Like, look, <laughs> you need to pack it in, you know, it's time to go. Yeah. It's time, you're like borderline 50 now. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely the coolest the coolest manager in the game oh, though. Yeah. He's taken yeah. he's yeah, taken yeah, that yeah. mantra. He was before. Yeah. I don't know who yeah. had that before. But it's just gonna be a completely different style of management. I don't think any of us will ever have seen anything like it before because he's technically not really a manager. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you go and be a player manager and it's like yeah. you kind of and, and he's also still probably good enough to also get on the pitch yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can see him doing like, you know, two day working weeks, like yeah. everyone just take a chill for we'll be alright. Just no we'll, words. Yeah, just we'll just pointing. come in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Come in yeah. on a Saturday and we'll win. We'll be all right. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, of course, as well, um, we were talking about before we came on, I actually didn't realise, but uh, the Premier League is obviously starting up a lot sooner than, well, I definitely I originally anticipated, um, in September. Uh, obviously, it's very early and there's still going to be a lot of transfer. I think the transfer window doesn't shut until October, you were saying, yeah. as well, Cam. So, oh, really? Yeah. So um, have, you, have you got any early tips for that or what are you looking forward for for next season? Well, I, so I'm actually a Liverpool fan, which is funny because <laughs> I'm not I'm not from Liverpool, but I've, I've followed them since I was a kid. Um, I'm I'm not the most partisan Liverpool supporter. Um, I don't I don't tend to rub it in people's faces. But... Aww, <laughs> we like you. <laughs> I was like, do you really support Liverpool? <laughs> yeah, if, if we can sign Thiago as well, I'd be very happy, uh, and that's a good signing. But yeah, I think obviously you know quite confident, very hard to repeat uh, the success of this year. But I think, yeah, I think I'd still, if I was, you know, put money on it, I'd, I'd say us again. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope it's competitive, even though I'm a Liverpool supporter, you know, I, I'd like, you know, I like it when there's a bit of a title race. Mm. Um, again, it, it sounds funny to say, but as much as I love this season, and I'm, I'm really glad, obviously, the way it panned out, um, yeah, I kind of miss that title race element. But then, having said that, I'll still take the league over uh, a title race and not winning. Um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, after that, I really think it's anyone anyone's you know game. If City can sign, you know, someone like Kula Valley, they'll be a lot stronger. So again, that's a really interesting one I'm watching. 
Um, yeah, and after that, I think you could you could probably put in a case for you know certainly a few teams to challenge. Uh, I guess the most important thing for you is that they're all just running around in beautiful kits, isn't it? That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have you seen any kits for this season that you've thought, oh, that's going to be or either that's going to be a classic or that is absolutely rancid? <laughs> oh yeah, well. As a very left field choice, mm. and I did post about this on Twitter actually, um, a team which, uh, a very hipster team, Red Star FC, oh, yeah, France, yeah. and you're, you're sure you've seen it. Um, I think this, they've got a really interesting history. I think it was um, Jules Vermey, the guy who founded the World Cup or was, had his name on the World Cup, he founded the team about 100 years ago. And it was all basically started as an initiative just to kind of get um, players from all sorts of backgrounds and nationalities playing football, um, which was quite against the trend at the time. So really fascinating club. Mm. And anyway, their kits this year um, are just absolutely mad. Uh, both are home and away. They've got these like really intricate illustrations of like different moments from, from the past and stuff like that. It just looks great. And, and Adidas kits, they're quite, they tend to be a little bit bland or can be quite bland, but this one is completely, mm. completely crazy. So I, I love those two kits. I think they're, they're real kind of collector's items already. You can see that uh, for yeah. a big price in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, oh yeah, what's been the worst kit this, this year? You saw the Watford one from today. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Right you know now. what? As, as, Odd as it is, I don't think it's too far away from actually having something. Yeah. I say that. I mean, yeah. for me, with that kit, and it's only people like me that really care about this sort of thing, but <laughs> I find that the sleeves on it, it's got this kind of like, um, like marl effect, the kind of heather effect on the sleeves. Yeah. That, to me, is like a really unnecessary yeah. look. I think it doesn't match. You've got that really kind of cool, almost like comic book, anime sort of mm -hmm. pattern that's what it reminds me of that middle sunburst thing going on yeah. and those sleeves they're very similar actually to a couple of sleeves we've seen i think dortmund's kit from a couple of years ago has sleeves like that mm. anyway so it's funny because kelmay that's the first kelmay kit um that any english team has ever had so that they're a brand not seen in england before they used to do well, real madrid didn't they they did exactly yeah yeah yeah. Done they, research. <laughs> yeah yeah good stuff yeah they're really um They've had a few few big clubs in the past, uh, but yeah, so they're making a big statement. But I feel like that, that just the sleeves really bugged me on that. But having said that, um, it's a it's a talking point. So that's yeah. cool. I sort I sort of feel like with the kit, the first time I saw it, I was like it announces them as a championship club. That's, that was my first reaction to <laughs> Is it. Because it? it just I don't know if really that's really shit. harsh, but like it looks like obviously the reigns of like the Premier League, they can be as creative as they want now in the in the championship. But it felt like they just like were like. Well, if we're going to test it out for a year, why not? Like compared to their Adidas kit, which was obviously was like quite you know simple and, and, and to the point. And to the point. But this was just like, oh, we're in the championship. Yeah, now let's go for it. This is just like let's just go crazy. Let's yeah. like do yeah. everything on it and have this logo here and have that there and just just chuck it all on for the season. The Premier League has like. They're surely not. What? They don't have any like say of like that's too. Did we all see that city flaring. kit from a few weeks ago? They yeah, look like exactly. from that's BBC. It was like an ice cream. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. Really know. <laughs> I don't think they have money. Much, uh, much authority. <laughs> um, Phil, so obviously you've um, cemented yourself 
as someone with a hell of a lot of knowledge on football shirts, um, as we just saw. Um, so we have a couple <laughs> questions. We have a couple questions for you. Um, very nice and easy to start you off. What is your favourite kit of all time? Classic question. I like it. Um, <laughs> but my answer has probably changed over the years. You know, I'm not someone who's like, you know, always loved one particular kit. But but there's a few definitely. I mean, my my favourite, I'd say now, um, is probably the Fiorentina 1997 shirt. So it's the first of the two Nintendo sponsored oh, yeah, yeah. shirts. Um, now that one without wanting to go too much into detail. Most people think of the, the 98, 99 one, um, which again is sponsored by Nintendo. But the 97 one, which was the year before, mm. has a bit more gold in the kit. And obviously it's, you know, it's peak Batistuta era, it's mm -hmm. peak 90s, you know, when long sleeve shirts were a thing. And Fila, you know, brand you don't see that much these yeah. days. Um, but it's, it's actually a shirt I, I bought recently as well, which is really, really cool. Um, and when I when I actually received it, it was like, you know, it was like an epiphany. Everything I dreamed of and more. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, but that shirt, I, I think particularly because of the sponsor and the era, I think it's, you know, it's the, it's the golden era of shirts and everything that that shirt is, I think is it's perfection. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, one thing I sort of wanted to ask you, which um, is, is quite interesting, obviously this being your job, we touched on it obviously right at the start, but obviously I think if you ask a lot of people who are sort of into football and the culture and stuff, you know, oh, you can have a job writing and talking about football shirts, that can be what you do. I think a lot of people yeah, you know, yeah. bite your hand off for that. And it's, I just sort of wanted to wonder sort of, uh, how, how you sort of initially got into that. Um, mm. And what, I don't know if, what, if you have like maybe a background in design or it's just like a passion that, you know, started gathering momentum or how how exactly that happened yeah it was anything but a linear journey it was it was all 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 over the place i actually went to uni um to study music technology so i had kind of vague ambitions to be a you know like a producer even or like maybe compose music for film and stuff like that i kind of quickly realized oh, actually i'm not really sold out for music so anyway when it came to um post uni and I was looking for jobs. I was like, okay, I don't really fancy music. There's not many good entry level jobs there anyway. Let's go down the marketing route. Let's just push that a little bit. Um, but even then, football was nowhere near at that point. I got a job at a health and safety software company. <laughs> the dream. Really different. And at that point, I just like, I, I don't there. know where this is going, but I kind of like this, this area, you know, marketing, social media. And anyway, around that time, as I started to get my wage, you know, I felt like I had a bit of money, disposable income. I, I just started collecting shirts on eBay. And I was just amazed at like the price of shirts. You could get really good stuff, you know, for like a tenner, 20 quid. And at that point, so this was about five, six years ago, you know, people weren't quite as clean up on the value of shirts as well. So a lot more stuff was slipping through the cracks. <laughs> And anyway, a couple of years into that job, I was looking for another job. And my colleague just said, oh, there's this job at a place called um, footy.com. You know, you're into football, aren't you? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. And I went to the interview and they were like, oh, tell us about, you know, what you like about football. And I told them about the shirts. And I, yeah, basically at that point, I've been collecting a bit. I was on Twitter, but I, w I wasn't, you know, a big, a big name or big profile, but anyway, 
they footy.com which is like a price comparison site for football stuff football, mm. football shirts and boots they're like oh this is great we we just want someone to write blogs about shirts <laughs> so this is amazing and then at footy at this job at footy.com i started pushing the stuff on twitter and the footy were really good actually at allowing me to build my brand and yeah long story short that that progressed really well i started doing more stuff outside of work so it was all, as I say, it wasn't like an obvious route for a long time. I had no idea. It was just a hobby. I was just collecting on the side. And yeah, it basically led to a job and, and now to this. Phil, um, how many shirts have you got? I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, <laughs> the thing is, I am... Um, I'd probably, I probably, I don't have the biggest collection out there. You know, a lot of people, a lot of collectors are like, you know, quantity over over anything else. They they will just get everything they can find. I'm I'm more someone who will sort of buy stuff and then sell to get some more stuff. So I, I like to kind of keep things moving. But um, I'm 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 for three figures definitely. I don't know. I'm, I'm not counted for a few years. <laughs> I'm probably between 100 and 150. I reckon. There's a lot of shares. There's a lot of shares. Like five, six. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, I did bring my my old England kits to talk about at some point. See if we get onto that. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, one thing with that is obviously we're talking there about all like all the sort of different kits you've had in the past as well. But um, <laughs> talking about sort of like how kits have changed. Obviously, this is a role that you got into. Um, and sort of, I guess you've grown as quickly as that industry's grown. You know, like the football shirt it was sort of something that was talked about um but never never to the sort of extent it is today um and obviously there's such a sort of interest in in retro kits now um obviously it's always people always sort of look back a bit with sort of like rose tinted glasses on the past and what those kits remind people of but how do you sort of um work it out how do you sort of describe the reason that retro Mm. kits are almost as popular now as as the kits that are coming out today Mm. yeah i think there's definitely a few um a few factors at play. I'd say, particularly when it comes to retro kits, <clears throat> I think kits and shirts have a really kind of great quality in that they connect people with specific moments in time, probably better than anything else in football, maybe apart from players themselves. I think if you were to, you know, if I was to say, what do you remember about Arsenal in the 90s or, you know, Arsenal in the noughties even, It'll be the kits that will probably jump to mind first, maybe after the players, you know, maybe after Ian Wright and Thierry and me. But I think the kits, you know, you can look at a kit and it, it does just bring you back to those moments. And I think because of that, as you say, the rose tinted glasses effect definitely is really strong. But I think coupled with that general sort of appreciation, I think for a lot of fans now, um, you know, if, if you are an Arsenal fan, say, you know, if you turn up to a game in a 90s kit, there's a great, you've got a sort of level of, it almost kind of rubber stamps your, your support of them, doesn't it? So like, I was there. It almost know. validate you as a, as a long-serving <laughs> fan, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I think in today's culture, there's a big thing around not being a bandwagon fan. You know, so, so as a Liverpool fan now, you know, I don't want people to think that I've just started supporting them. Yeah, so <laughs> <watching> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to dig out my, my shirt from the Gerard Julio days or, or, you know, Roy Hodgson days even. Um, so I think, I think there's all that sort of stuff. And I think generally as well, we talked a bit about the 90s in terms of kits. 
broadly speaking, we went through a real period in shirts where the designs just were more bland. They were more based around performance. The shirts were very much, <clears throat> particularly in the, in the noughties and the tens, there was a lot of focus on things like the actual material and construction of the shirts and the designs were sort of second in a lot of uh, the process or looked to be second at least compared to the 90s where you had those amazing patterns and mm. you know it just seemed a lot more freer and exciting so i think again that really um appeals to people and it's the reason that now a lot of brands are of course returning to that um yeah so i think i think and probably the other biggest thing i'd say finally would just be the exposure to kits you know through twitter and social media we just see <clears throat> a lot more kits now we, we can actually see what's happening in argentina a lot easier than we could 10 years ago even mm-hmm. and there's people like me talking about them and <laughs> sharing them so i think that yeah there, there's loads of things and it's such a developing area you know as you've alluded to it, it's moving so rapidly and there's all the stuff to do with the fashion influence and we're mm-hmm. seeing that a lot now to the point where it has changed it, it's almost unrecognizable and even someone like me, who's trying to keep a pulse in it, you know, I'm, I'm really sort of like finding it, it, it's it's rapid, all the stuff that's happening, which is exciting. Um, so yeah, there's loads of things, but I think I think broadly speaking, that nostalgia is yeah. really powerful when it comes to shirts. I think um, you actually sort of just touched on it there, but that that idea of how how quickly it's moving, um, and it's not it's not just like you said, clubs maybe moving away from that sort of more templated or performance style kit that that you know we've seen probably in previous years and sort of now going back to what's so popular um but also this sort of like lifestyle section which is just mm. sort of blown up and as yeah. as clubs i guess fight for new fan bases or, you know fans who aren't maybe die hard but have, have an interest yeah. in the game or like the way things look you know with all these retro mm. kits coming back i think clubs like PSG with Jordan and their yeah. Jumpman collaborations and you know Juve yeah. with Palace more recently mm. um that one obviously must be a very sort of like exciting thing for you in that industry but also um is there sort of any other big clubs you'd like to see do similar things in that space or is there is there anything with those that you sort of worry that it's not getting out of hand but there's clubs sort of attaching themselves to things and not maybe not contributing to the culture that much Mm. really good question because i think whilst i am really excited by the growing number of collaborations and you, you pointed exactly to the biggest one so far with with psg and, and uve i think the question i'm i'm sort of asking or would want to ask brands and these you know not just the clubs but the big brands that are partnering with the clubs is yeah what, what's the end goal here you know is is this just a cash grab is this just stick your logo on this bit of merch and make as much money as possible and I think, you know, any like anything in football, obviously, if it makes money, it's going to be done. So money talks, that's fair enough. But what I'd really want to see is, you know, these partnerships to really develop. So as you say, be it a lifestyle collection and sort of continued just support throughout the year, not just with like, you know, um, like, clothing and stuff like that but why why aren't you know these brands could be involved in the local communities as well and i think it'd be amazing if you know like jumpman for example if they really if they're really keen to commit to paris um yeah be involved with the club you know people probably don't associate psg as being like a local team or anything like that but i think 
I think it's great if you have these big brands working together. I think if they actually give something to the fans, if they actually, you know, provide some sort of like real, just real value and real kind of excitement, more than just their logo on, on stuff. I think that's really cool. And I think, you know, um, yeah, so broadly speaking, I think these collaborations are really good. So long as these brands are actually taking an active interest in the clubs and, I mean, who knows how that could look? I think, you know, given, again, how much stuff has changed, a lot of this stuff could be di digital, of course. Um, yeah, I, I think, so broadly speaking, what I'd want to see is brands actually doing more than just sticking their logo on stuff, basically. I, I think that's really cool. And I think, I think you know, it obviously goes beyond the kits. You know, I think the kits are almost, I guess, are just one part of the pie there. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good thing because ultimately, um, again, as long as it isn't just a, a kind of cynical money grab, um, if it means more interest and investment into kits and all the stuff that goes around it, you know, if it means that you get more, you know, unique, bespoke, genuinely good quality stuff yeah. around a club's release in any given year, I think it's a good thing. And, you know, I quite like seeing these brands involved. You know, it's, it's great. I love seeing... You know the Jordan stuff. I think was really fascinating just to see what what a kit looks like with their logo, and I think that's really interesting. So, yeah, broadly speaking, really excited. But I think, um, yeah, I, th I think to win the fans over as well, because that's my that would be my biggest concern. What what do the fans of PSG and the fans of Juve think? You know, I think you could very easily alienate them. Mm -hmm. So brands need to do a lot, I think, to get them on board. And show that they're actually investing a lot into those relationships. I was going. I was going to say it's. Um, it's always interests me. Like, why don't people get? Why don't clubs get more fans involved with like the design of their kits? Yeah. But then yeah. I think about that Leeds. Remember that Leeds United badge? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like some kind of like. Can you not remember that? No. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Awful the fact that I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. You blocked out. Oh, they tried to redesign that. Was it redesign their badge? <laughs> But yeah, to be fair, stressful. every season we have the same discussion. So the, 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 the shirts come out and we all sit there and we go, oh, like, and then it grows on you a bit yeah. and you say, oh, I don't mind it. And then it splits the decision and they say, you know, why, you know, for example, with the Spurs shirts, why are Nike doing, oh, that's an awful badge. That's an awful badge. I totally understand it now. Um, but you, you do sit there and you say, well, you know, where they got that design from, like who, like, who mm. designs it, who thinks mm. that, like, that looks good. And you think, well... Well, from a Spurs perspective, you'd think, okay, lily white shirt, bit of blue, potentially a bit of yellow if you've got to throw it in there. Yeah. Plain as, every Tottenham fan likes it, the plainer the better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully without that big red AIA across the front. <laughs> but um, funnily enough, actually, we were talking about um, that thread that was on Twitter the other day with the, with the new shirts, with the old sponsors. And we were saying yeah. how incredible they looked, especially like the Spurs one with the blue Holston and, um, and obviously the, the Opal ones. They were so cool. The yeah, the, yeah, the JVC. JVC. Um, what do you think the best kit sponsor has been? And which old football sponsor would you like to see make a comeback on the shirts? Oh, I mean, I don't want to repeat myself because I, I guess the easy answer would be Nintendo and Fiorentina yeah. again. Mm. But may, maybe not just Nintendo, but they also um, were sponsored by Seven Up, and that looks great. And I think I think <laughs> Drink Brands logos can look really good. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, there's there's so many good ones from the '90s. I think broadly speaking, I, I love you know like food and drink sponsors. Or like, you know, game game sponsors like when Sega sponsored kits, that looked great. Um, mm -hmm. and even like, you know, 
PlayStation and Xbox are sponsored here, so I think that always looks quite good. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think food and drink brands, I, I quite like, you know, um, there's something quite fun about seeing the, those kind of classic logos that you've seen. Uh, you know, like when Wolves are sponsored by Doritos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good kit. I think for me, it's like, and I, I haven't touched this before in here, but one thing that really winds me up is even like that Watford kit earlier, which is, yeah. you know, you can sort of question the design, but any, with these massive sort of betting brands, it's so many clubs sponsored mm-hmm. by betting brands yeah. now, and mm-hmm. it's like... I don't know what you think, Phil, but for me, it's like the fastest way to ruin a kit. Like yeah, the, yeah. the was it Newcastle's one last this season, this season last season, yeah. where it's like the yeah. centralised badge, like classic Newcastle. Like if that had the like, um, what was it? The, oh, the beer. The, what was the, it? The, the, the brown ale. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, like yeah. fun eight eight or whatever, yeah. whatever their frame <laughs> yeah. is. It's like you might as well just say betting play yeah, now. Yeah, I think for me, that's, that. one of, that's one of those things where you sort of compare retro and today, where a lot of these yeah. new sponsors are one yeah. weirdly almost look too big. But also, just they're all of the same ilk. Yeah, all well, like because it, again, it always yeah. comes back to money in in mm-hmm. the game, and you know, you're plastering a massive betting site on your shirt. It's constantly, you know, in the punter's mind. Like that you see it everywhere you look. Games. The one that got me was, um, I think, a year or two years ago in the championship. You had three of the four playoff teams were sponsored by a thirty-two red, the same yeah, company. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, is this the thirty-two red, you know, tournament? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's mad and. I mean, we're probably going to see the end of, of betting sponsors and shirts quite soon, actually. I think maybe even as soon as next year. Oh, really? I don't have any inside info, but I think just <laughs> <laughs> from what we've seen, and, and there's a lot of discussions going on at the moment. And it's really funny because actually speaking of 32 Red, this year they're sticking kind of little slogans underneath their logo on all their sponsored teams with, with messages like, you know, gamble responsibly, um, and things like that and it feels like a desperate last plea for them like you know <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're responsible let us let us stay but yeah it's like read the small print like yeah. while, you know, <laughs> while someone's running down the touchline yeah. it says exactly. it under yeah. here they had, it says it they had all of the well Rooney obviously came into Derby 32 oh, yeah. got number 32 as well <laughs> on his shirt cool. and everyone was like has he just done that because of the sponsor yeah. have everyone, they got that much impact on that was the bent mill was it, was it the Euros was it just when yeah, he had the Paddy, Paddy Power, Power boxes on oh, yeah, yeah. he got five that didn't he yeah, yeah. I'm hoping yeah, I'm hoping it's the end of all of that <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think like as well as well as that um, obviously you touched on um, like your favourite shirt from the past and like your, your favourite old sponsors but is there um, sort of like in terms of like the holy grail of football shirts for you is there a sort of time period of maybe slightly smaller time period than just the 90s where you sort of thought like in terms of kits things were at their best yeah I think I think there's definitely a few eras or kind of moments that jump to mind I mean like, I think from a kind of purist perspective, if you look at most of what Adidas did in the 80s, and particularly the mid to late 80s, so, um, I mean, typified by Euro 88, of course, with the Holland shirt and the Germany shirt, mm-hmm. I think that prob- probably is most people's best tournament ever. And those two shirts, the Holland and Germany shirts, are probably, I would say, um, the two best of all time, you know, for the wider perspective. Um, and I think just Adidas, they were so good at that time. They were really, you know, they they were starting to push out a bit with design, but they weren't necessarily crazy. They were just really, really good. They really made good use of like geometric patterns. And of course with Adidas, you know, their logo is the three stripes and they really played that to perfection. 
put him a personal favour, and I, I refer to this a lot actually when, when I talk about shirts, is when Nike was starting to come into the, the scene in the big way. So we're talking like early 90s particularly. <clears throat> so they're working with teams like Dortmund and PSG. So pretty big teams, but kind of more the sort of, you know, um, I guess the, the younger, more up and coming teams at that time. And the designs are just incredible. Again, this is when Nike were, <clears throat> they, I don't think they actually, so they weren't even sponsoring any of the teams at the World Cup in 94. They were still relatively new. But if you look at any of the, the early to mid 90s Nike shirts, they're just really, really, really fun. Like the designs again, spot on. At this point in time as well, you had a lot more like computer based designs and you know, guys were kind of really messing with patterns and glitching up patterns and some of the sleeves just look incredible. Mm. Uh, yeah, I could talk about Nike kits from the <laughs> 90s for a long time. But yeah, so I'd say Adidas in the 80s, Nike in the 90s. Between those two, you'd be set for life. Mm, who's the noughties and tens, quickly? <laughs> um, well, early noughties, Kappa are really good fun because they changed a lot of stuff in the mm -hmm. game and did really good stuff. And I also love Hummel any year. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take a Hummel here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so to end the show, we've, uh, we've got our quick fire round, as we say, uh, as we said at the start. Um, so first we're going to do like a quick uh, football shirts one specifically for you. And then we're going to do okay. a general section. Um, so starting off the football shirt section, just literally say the first thing that comes to your head. Um, <laughs> so either... I think probably going to be quite easy, but first one is modern or retro? Modern. Really? Ooh. Ooh, not yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, collar or no collar? No collar. Okay, yeah. Uh, plain or patterned? Oh, patterned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, sponsor or no sponsor? Sponsor. Okay. Uh, stripes or hoops? Ooh. Stripes, yeah, definitely. Um, championship kits or Premier League kits? <laughs> Premier League, yeah, always the best. We're gonna have to find that kit now, aren't we? Yeah, like, yeah. Your own kit. <laughs> get on clip art this later. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Modern with a collar, with a pattern, <laughs> with stripes. sponsor. Cool, and then the uh, general section, uh, first one Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Lampard or Gerard? Gerard. 40 yard screamer or Tiki Taka team goal? 40 yard screamer. Yeah, nice. And if you were a manager, would you be a suit manager or a tracksuit manager? Oh, a tracksuit. Or, or a retro <laughs> kit manager. <laughs> Thanks so much, Phil. Um, I think that's about it. Um, do you want yeah, sorry, Abby's just trying to scroll. I can't <laughs> yeah. the computer. Make sure you got no questions. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's only episode three. We're still yeah. trying to learn. <laughs> yeah. um, still trying yeah. to use the mouse at twenty six years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, mate. Um, great insight yeah. as well. No, it's great, guys. Thanks so much for asking me. This is like the only time I'm probably going to follow Matt Letizia in any way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is. Been, been brilliant. Fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah. Phil. Thanks, guys. All the best. Cheers. 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 Oh my god, I'm roasting. I'm, I'm literally sweating. Get me outside. <laughs> thanks for listening to episode three of the Run of Play podcast. And thanks again to Phil Delves for joining us. 
Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and also to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at runofplaypod. We'll be back next time with another expert guest. See you then.